Shut up and sit down. Apparently, Josh has his headset again. Or someone's. You cannot leave with that one since you still have my other one. Three weeks later. I think technically, since there's negotiations afoot, it's almost mine. I don't think it's ever going to so be So maybe it's going to be joint custody for the... Tell you what. You pay me for it. I don't care where it is. It's yours. It's in my ass. His dogs have probably already eaten it as we speak. So he's going to owe me the money either way. <laughs> my ass is going to owe you the money either way. Well, uh, welcome to the new Utah podcast. <laughs> where we discuss Josh's ass. And my dog likes to run around the damn table and hit her tail on shit. <laughs> That is the worst. We love Leah. <laughs> so with us today, uh, we have the usual suspects. I'm Jeremy. Let's see. Toxic algae survivor. Still. Still. Your hair's looking great. My hedge clipper accident a couple weeks ago. I am accident prone, I guess. How's hey, the by the way, fun? though, I just want to say, we just passed our 16th episode. Yeah, we're on number 17. That was our Keen Sierra of episodes. Where's my car? Well, Josh wore a tiara. And I a didn't dress. get a party or a cake. I, I think also the the really what he's trying to say here is they said we'd never make it, yet quinceanera. Hey, we have a uh, a wide international listening base now, like seven people. Oh no, goes clear up to Canada, you guys. No, no, no. We have listeners in the UK. Oh, and, and Scotland. In, in yeah. Scotland. Yeah. Oh yeah. I love Scotland. It's where all the Scots live. I, that's Josh, <laughs> Captain Obvious. He's oh. also on this podcast. Hello, this is Josh Butterfield. I am an entrepreneur, and uh, I am just bring the weird to the podcast and get all up in the microphone like I'm making sweet love to this and he microphone. Has, he has eaten tonight, folks. So I think we'll be safe. He won't go be pass out on a couch anywhere. You may not know this about our mistress of the night, but she is an excellent cookess, and she brought in the best fajitas that my taste buds have ever made sweet love to in my life. But what does it say when my dog goes for the tortillas and not anything else? Maybe so I'm not that good of a cook. <laughs> I don't know. That's not true. She just loves bread. Anything that's like bread, she'll steal it. It's all those carbs. Nothing else. I mean, I don't leave steak curing out on the counter for two days. She won't touch them. Put a loaf of bread up there. It's gone. What are they ill from? The steaks? Oh, my God. Huh? Nice. <laughs> see, where I, see where I went with that? Yep. A game tonight, folks. What? Way to keep this podcast going. We also have with us Jessica. Hi. Jessica's here. I'm here. I'm here. You're Mitch. You're, I can't even talk tonight. You're mistress of events. <laughs> watching out for these guys. Designated driver and such. Uh, we have a couple special guests with us. Uh, we have uh, Josh's long lost brother, Ryan Butterfield. It feels good to be reunited. <laughs> it sure does, brother. <laughs> Where have you been all my life? Brother's hug. <laughs> I don't know about the ass part, but hey. <laughs> <laughs> We also have Jason Hogan with us. Hi, guys. Great to be here. And Great uh, to have you. I have nothing else to say. <laughs> All right. This is going to be a quick interview later. Uh, <laughs> these guys are with the uh, Halloween Expo? Yep. We sure are. 
That's it? You're not going <laughs> to tell us what the Halloween Hold Expo Hold on. Is I just want to say it's so Ooh. good to have you guys here because those Halloween Expo uh, shirts you've got on are just sweet. So we need to figure out how we need to get our mitts on some of those. They're embroidered, too. They're not they, just patches yeah, they, on a dick They shirt. are it's like high quality, high caliber stuff. Jess is now hey. rubbing on Ryan's arm. <laughs> well, actually, um, it was a quick thank touch. you very much. But I actually passed this by my friend Tim Gunn. And he said, you know, <laughs> make it work. And so I got this outfit together. It's the workman style with the Dickie shirt, a nice hat with a sticker on top. And hey, we're popping. Can you say popping? And locking. Absolutely. You can say popping, but uh, that was like 2005. Oh, man. Millennials. Yep. Chris is like our naysayer poo-pooer. So if you have some cool stuff, he's bound to poo-poo it out of just anger. So resident Debbie Downer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only if your last name is Butterfield. So. Oh, <laughs> so you're in trouble. You're screwed. Jason's probably good, but don't ever hang out in Harriman. It'll be your last night on Earth. <laughs> <laughs> no one goes to Harriman to hang out. It's our Butterfield land, you know, Butterfield Canyon. We bury the survivors there. <laughs> okay, before we move on, and I know we've got an action-packed episode ahead of us, but um, my wife and I were actually going through the Harriman McDonald's, the one on like 134th. And there was a line like a mile long and there was one person working in the thing. So it took us like 45 minutes to get my damn McNuggets. And we get up in the end. We're like, hey, what the fuck? <laughs> and the girl was just looking at She's like, it's like me and two other people. Every time there's a football game, everyone goes to the football game and everyone calls in because they don't want to do this work. And she was doing like five jobs. And I'm like... And she would just sweat pouring down her face, and she was still smiling like. I'm and she's it. got some asshole coming to the window and saying "what the fuck" while she makes like seven dollars no, an no. hour. I am super nice to people when I when I do that. What That's I not say how the story came. Okay, across. well, when I say "what the fuck" here, what it actually turned out to be there was, "Hey, little lady, why don't you tell me what's going on back there? It's taking forty five minutes to get my food. How's Mama Nuggets looking?" So you were being an asshole. You know what, Chris? Keep going with the podcast. Condescending. Yeah. yeah, I just don't understand how any part of this story makes you sound like a good person. Did they still get your order wrong, though? That's what I want to know. No. <laughs> amazingly, the less people that work on it and touch it, and like this one human being who had superpowers... Let's be clear, Jeremy. Right. It's really hard to fuck up chicken nuggets. <laughs> they just stick these things in a box. Already with the whore mouth. <laughs> yes, that's my neighbor, Allison, and I'm going to be telling her about you. Tell her I appreciate her Herculean efforts, okay? Did you, did you leave her a tip? At McDonald's? Yeah. Don't yeah. work on Fridays when there's a game. Because <laughs> you're going to get screwed, baby. Going to get screwed. Speaking of game, that'll take us right into events. We're, we're getting better at this 17 episodes later. Yes, events. Uh, I had the amazing opportunity of seeing Tears for Fears last night. And it came shout, with actually a really shout. amazing story. <laughs> uh, the tickets sold out five minutes into the cell. Tears for Fears hasn't been in Salt Lake since 1985. And the venue only holds about, I don't know, 2,000 people. It's very small. And I have been watching ever since they went on sale, trying to find tickets that weren't $300 a piece. And, and, uh, I happened to luck out a couple weeks ago. And when I arrived, you know, you just never know if it's going to be legit when you buy online. <laughs> you don't know. I've sold tickets online and 
Um, Josh has tried. Yeah. And so he told me where to go and I, I knew the address. And when I showed up, the building was being gutted. They're in the process of renovating the Hotel Victor, which is, uh, I believe it's on the Utah Registry of Historical Sites. It has one of the cute little plaques outside with a number on it and talks what that about... Means is- you can't tear the facade down. Yes. So they are working on, his name is Nick, and they're working on completely gutting it. He said they've taken about five layers out of this building already. They're exposing... Three of those had asbestos? They're exposing... Um, <laughs> but I don't know. Someone's trying to call us. That's uh, my Ouija board. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> they uh, are exposing board, the beams board, and they are going to create a, a bar called Lake Effect and it should be open at the end of, uh, November, uh, to December, uh, or sorry, January, November to January. <laughs> we found out who was calling us and, uh, the whole concept is just to bring in uh, what's really happening in the bar scene across America, uh, bring in the craft beer, the craft whiskey scene, and uh, yeah, just it's going to be amazing. I it's it was awesome just to even look at what was already exposed in there, and I'm so excited for them. We'll have to get them on. I'm really excited for for what this is all standing for and everything, and I love craft beer and everything it's about. I'm going to ask the question when they get here: Why the lake effect? Is there a person that has a lake effect good story where like, you know? <laughs> um, I grew up in Bountiful. The lake effect is. It sucks. If you've never, yeah, if you've never experienced it. It's so, a lot of I mean, this, this bar is going to be a thousand it, times cooler. It's than, either like, snow or it's a horrible smell from the yeah. lake. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that's just a question. Yeah. Right. We'll have down. to ask him. Okay. Yeah, for sure. So what else is going on this week, Jess? So there is a plethora of concerts that are happening everywhere. Uh, everyone from Echo and the Bunnymen, Disturbed, Mumford and Sons, Blink-182, Megadeth. It's a little bit for everyone. <laughs> I am surprised you got through that list and not one song attempt from Josh. So lips like sugar, sugar kisses. <laughs> Sorry, I had to do it for him. And I knew this was coming because you read a bunch of relevant. Bands. Did you like how I read that really fast too? Yeah. See, what I was about to say is Jess is getting so good at like jamming it all in there, seeing me, my lips go towards the mic, and she's like, "I'm just gonna go." Blah, blah, blah. I she wasn't like, even looking. I was just trying sing to remember everything. From <laughs> Megadeth. And Josh is like, I got nothing. I that can't face sing is nothing. amazing. Is, is Symphony for Destru- from for Destruction Megadeth? Is that? Yes. Yeah. Our host know or uh, guests know. But you um, don't. But you don't know any of the songs. Jason can sing it. No, I can't. Dude, I can't. <laughs> I can't sing anything. Is it uh, Cowboys from Hell? Is that on the uh, that album? Cowboys from Hell. Cemetery Gates. Dude, it's... it's Let me be clear. I, I, you can't put me on the spot because I'm just going to start... <laughs> Sorry, That's what we do. That, that'll be next time. I'm going to be honest nice. with you. Megadeth isn't really singing anyway. It's really like yelling. It's like... Wah! No, just... They're not... Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's less yeah, singing Pantera. than hardcore is. And, so. and I thought this... If I ever boxed in the boxing ring, that would be my entry song, is is Walk by Pantera. It's a good song. It is good a song. good song. Um, So we have something else... Awesome, since we are fans of local breweries. The fourth annual Bow Fest, which is not bow and arrows, is being held on September 24th at the Bohemian Brewery. Gentlemen. Oh, my gosh. I love that um, Music sausage eating contest. Sausage. Uh, yes, I just had to throw that in there. Sausage. Jeremy's actually won several sausage eating contests <laughs> so far in life, so... <laughs> I think lookout competition, Jeremy's coming in there. Uh, is it based on quantity or thickness? Whoa. 
Well, they're all the it's same. It's the casing. Valid question. Valid question, fellow Butterfield. Is it a casing or is it synthetic? No? No one? Jess can actually not get to the microphone. She's laughing so hard. It depends if it's international. Are you required to chew or just swallow? Well, I think in the eating contest, you just swallow. I'm this in. event is free, by the way. <laughs> and the Bohemian Brewery is on 7200 South, just east of State Street. Free sausage eating contest. Yes. Um, Watch an- out, sausage place. Another I'm event coming. that we feel is like going on all the time. But can, can we talk about the Bohemian, though? Because that place yeah, is yeah, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, oh. yeah. Uh, such a great brunch. I love their brunch. You just like brunch. Do they make as good of omelets as you do? So had, I don't know. You'll have to tell me someday. <laughs> we had our Christmas, our ugly sweater party there like yeah. three years ago. It was amazing. Like 20 of us crammed in that place wearing the ugliest ass sweaters you've ever seen. It was amazing. It was oh, fun. I'm sure we were like total fucking assholes too. <laughs> at least Josh did. Get your damn mouth back to Whore Island. Yeah, you just go ahead and swear at me to get me to stop swearing. I said damn. That's <laughs> totally like. And then called me a whore. Hey, we're talking nice about Bohemian Brewery here. Well, I'm Please. not talking nice about Chris. I love the Bohemian. Okay. So we got all the farmer's markets still going on, but only for a couple more weeks, right? Yeah, we're going till about October 26th, I think is when the last one is. So we talk a lot about downtown farmer's market, but don't forget there's also one on Wednesdays in Sugar House Park. There's one on Tuesdays at the Gallivan Center. There's also one on Sundays on 9th West, and then also the Wasatch Farmer's Market on... Sundays as well. And I will see this is a good time to go to the farmer's market. You're going to see a lot of fall vegetables. So you're going to see all your squashes, your different melons seem to come out right now. Oh, I just bought an Israeli melon. If you've never had one, you should try it. It's also uh, fruit picking season. So there's a lot of fruit coming. Peaches. Billions of peaches. I got your back. (laughs) Local cherries too. Local cherries are coming off the trees. So a lot of good food. Uh, There's also... Sort of expo, right? The uh, gun show or yes. Did you get your tickets to the gun show? Because I brought it. Whoa! <laughs> Whoa! The twenty fourth and twenty fifth. I know you weren't expecting that. Is this like that. the fifteenth one this year or the sixteenth? Jason has something to say about that. The no, I, I, I really think. I mean, I'm not the expert on this, but it seems like every three months there's a gun show, and I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I just hope there's another. I'm just going to edit right there. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) For those of you that can't see, Jess is just pointing to her guns. I would attend the gun show if they played bullets and bracelets, like on Wonder Woman from the 1970s. You know, my favorite thing about the gun show is you can buy beer and buy guns in the same venue. But not marijuana. And discharge them in the parking lot. (laughs) Shut up. Oh, yeah, that's true, huh? You can. Yeah. (laughs) Was it like a a year or two ago ago. they had a freaking wrestling ring in there? Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs> Not that I went. <laughs> yeah, sure. Hypothetically, a friend told me it was awesome. Hey, if you like so guns. So you didn't discharge in the parking lot? <laughs> yeah. No, that was a friend of yours. <laughs> I think the title of this episode might be phrasing. <laughs> <laughs> He's writing it down right now. It's totally going to be the episode name. Yeah, I, I don't know what other one to use. So. <laughs> Honestly. so let's get over We're good with events now. I think we can go to some news. Let's do it. Uh, some... Interesting stuff going on in Utah. Always is. Uh, so one thing that Utah is known for is uh, MLM, direct sales, multi-level marketing, pyramid schemes, bullshit. Why is that? <laughs> <laughs> Everyone's quiet. It's because of our Mormons, honestly. BYU. 
they will do anything to make a dollar. The silence. Everybody's just <laughs> waiting. <laughs> just waiting. Do I just have to read the damn story? So well, clearly, oh, no one's read, read ahead of what's going right on. Now. I read. Are we story. talking about all MLMs or are we talking about certain ones? Because I belong to like twelve right now, <laughs> so and my downline sucks. So if you want to call me, <laughs> what are you selling? <laughs> Everything. Tupperware. Like, mainly juices. No, Tupperware is not MLM. <laughs> Bullshit. It's not. Okay. It's MLM. Sorry, it's Harriet. Probably so- you probably have oils on you right now. I do. Uh, crappy jewelry, um, <laughs> juice? a lot of juices. Is it Leah Sophia? Is that what you've got? Maybe. <laughs> I can't remember her name. You, you have some lavender oil. I hear oh. that's good for everything. Clary Sage. You gotta have the Clary Sage, my friends. <laughs> so, you heard of her fears. <laughs> so, so one of the things that it talks about in the article, <laughs> um, uh, because of our culture and it's very important for women to stay home and to help provide for their family, they say that's one of the biggest Oh, I'm getting a look. It's in the article. I know. It I is know. true. It's part of the culture. It's part of the culture. It, it's especially down in Utah County where there's probably like 500 fucking MLMs set up. And and I do business 15. with most of these guys. 15 big ones. Like 15 huge ones. No, I mean these we're talking doTERRA, Zango. I mean these are some of the bigger MLMs in the in the world. But Zango was my favorite part of Star Wars when he flew into the Sarlacc pit. Uh, <laughs> Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> but it's it's, it's Aren't you talking so like, Captain Kirk. It's not Zango. Oh, no, it's Captain you're right, Kirk. You're right. You're right. right. Thank you. <laughs> you're gonna piss off a bunch of geeks now. I know. We're gonna get angry letters. We went from dudes. twelve to seven listeners just Our like one that. Scottish Thanks, listeners like fuck you guys. <laughs> <laughs> He's drinking scotch. He's laughing. <laughs> but, I'm gonna uh, take my essential oils and I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this is the really get through nothing concrete because we're laughing our asses episode. Write that down as the title. <laughs> no, that title sucks. So anyway, <laughs> did, did you suggest it, Josh? Nope. Oh, maybe it's better then. I have a tip for those people that use peppermint oil. Don't place it directly on your skin. It burns like a motherfucker. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, <it does. laughs> where, where does, I mean, I'm going to ask this and I'm being very serious. Where do you put the essential peppermint oil in order to get the benefits without burning Especially the biz. Well, I was told it was on the temple. I didn't know it was the actual temple in Salt Lake, but I put it on my temples on the side of my eyes, and man, that hurt bad. Well, you probably put it in your eyes. You're not supposed to do that. No. I I follow the directions. I follow directions. I eventually get there. The other thing they say that's a big part of why MLMs are so successful here is, is missionaries. Because they come back speaking some foreign language, and the only way they actually get to use it is to sell to these poor bastards now that they're back home not preaching something to them. Well, the call centers here are so multilingual. My neighbor ran one out of her basement, and she had to work crazy hours because they were working out of Australia and, you know, clear around the world for her MLM company that she doesn't work for anymore. Well, I can tell you this. I'm an experienced missionary myself. If you can sell the church door to door, you can sell anything. <laughs> that's another. I honestly reason. believe that's absolutely true. It's hard. Some of the best salespeople I know learned it on their mission. Uh, University of Utah was in the news uh, recently. Um, they've uh, been kind of um, looked at in spotlight for video game development. The best in the country. They're so cool. I'm so glad to be an honorary Ute. 
honorary. That's all you have to say about video game design? Well, I mean, I love video games, but this isn't a podcast about video games necessarily. It's about Utah. It's about Utah. Okay. I love video games, and I live in Utah. So Utah, and that's typically where I play them. Utah is actually a big software haven. You have the Silicon Slopes initiatives, the Utah Tech Council, uh, University of Utah being recognized as one of the best game developers in the country is is fantastic. Are we talking console, PC, mobile, all video games? Yeah, I mean all of them. Across the board, so their their programs for game design are actually nationally recognized. And ten years ago, if you had a program for game design, people fucking laughed at you. I think this is the way of the future, though. I really do believe that uh, the university is big enough and it's successful enough. It's going to start drawing uh, a lot of you know critical attention to to these programs, and I think we'll see copycat programs in other institutions. And I just want to point out, I'm going to be all hipster about this when it happens, like. We did this first, yo. Go Utes. My only comment is if they're not bringing back Ms. Pac-Man in a cool, new, inventive way, I'm not interested. What, like Ms. Pac-Man versus Ms. That's all I played. Ms. Pac-Man, that's all I know. Ms. Pac-Man versus Godzilla. Actually, so I don't know if you went to Comic-Con or not, but there's an arcade that they always bring in there, and one of the things that they brought in is a four-player head-to-head Pac-Man. It was like Miss Pac-Man versus Miss Pac-Man versus Miss Pac-Man. It was off in the back, but where they had all the arcade games, really fun playing four people head-to-head in a Pac-Man game. You're all on the same map, buying for the same stupid white dots and eating ghosts and shit. Well, thanks for confirming my case of FOMO. That was, thank you. I've now gone crazy. <laughs> Do you all know FOMO? You're yeah, welcome. You're missing out. Oh, okay. <laughs> I got gotcha. you. Well, maybe, maybe if you weren't no, so busy no. with your own expo, you'd go out. to another one. <laughs> uh, last thing we'll talk about in the news today is the uh, Mountain Meadows Massacre. Um, it's kind of a big deal. It's a little bit of a scar um, in our uh, history as a state. So back in 1857, I believe, September 11th. Yep. Wow, September, September 11th. 11th. Dun, dun, dun. Back in September of 1857, uh, Mormon wagon train killed a whole bunch of people. 120. The wagon trains killed them. Well, whatever. Do do we know why this happened? I mean, is there is there some sort of historical idea of like was this just like the first mass shooting, or I mean, was this attempted genocide? I mean, what what really happened here? I'm interested. Someone enlighten me. The whole speculation is that the Native Americans that slaughtered all the people at Mountain Meadows Massacre was given the go-ahead to kill by the prophet at the time, Brigham Young. So that's the speculation, and I don't know if that's even a confirmed fact anymore. Interesting. I think it's hard to confirm facts from the 150, 200 years ago, which is where we're at at this point. Yeah, good point. We may never know. It's a big deal. I mean, it's a it's a scar in our history. Uh, it's not something that's great, but uh, there was recently a big memorial. But for, for people that do genealogy and know that, uh, which is huge uh, here in Utah and spreading uh, across the world, um, to be able to go to a place like the where this possible gravesite could be, where your ancestors are at, you know, that's that's a big deal for people. And so, it's a national historic landmark. So in 2014, a California archaeologist, Everett Bassett found what appeared to be two grave sites on a rancher's land, and they believe that they're uh, grave sites that are attached to the mountain 
uh, the Utah massacre. And so that's what has spurred the interest. And they would, the, the, the families of these people would like to see a proper burial, proper grave sites for these people who were murdered. And there wouldn't be a national historic site if uh, Mike Lee and Jason Chaffetz and all those other assets got their way, right? <laughs> They'd take it away. Now, it, it's funny you mentioned that because this, this uh, article, whoever wrote it, actually kind of confirms your theory because – and I don't know how credible press. this story is, but it says that this is when a Mormon militia shot and killed 120 men, women, children, and goats. Mm. That's the speculation. It does yeah, not that's say the, that's the speculation. Now, so it is from the Associated Press, which seems to be fairly reputable most of the time. I mean, they do write some total shit, but As it's reputable all shit. News sources do. <laughs> the the site is also said to be haunted, very haunted. Um, go ahead, guys. Yes. It is. <laughs> Which so, leads us into our... And any time there, there are interrupted or murdered individuals, there's always going to be something that's not closed. And so you have like a portal or an opening or something like this where they kind of freely wander. So you're always going to have some type of paranormal activity that goes on there, whether it be residual or interactive or just pissed off that they're dead. I'd again like to thank Jason Hogan and Ryan Butterfield for joining us from the Utah Halloween Expo and Show. The show will be October 14th, 15th, and 16th at the Southtown Expo Center. Uh, we very, have a very special uh, announcement. Uh, if you go to their site and purchase tickets and use the promo code THE NEW UTAH, all together, THE NEW UTAH. Uh, that code gets you 35% off any adult or family pass admission. Uh, that promo will be good up to the day of the show, but buy your tickets in advance. Uh, we talked to them at length about the show last week. Uh, for the rest of this week, uh, we'll be finishing up our interview with Carrie Jackson of Radio From Hell on X96, along with the Geek Show podcast. Uh, the interview was uh, really fantastic. Uh, we have about an hour or so for you tonight, and then we'll repost uh, some more of that interview later. Uh, if you'd like to reach out to us, you can always do so at the New Utah Podcast uh, on Facebook, TNU Podcast on Twitter, uh, or on our uh, uh, our website. Um, hope you enjoy the interview with Carrie Jackson. You grew up Mormon in yes. a Mormon family, but you're not Mormon now. I, I, uh, I, my father died this week, and so I filed the paperwork. I always said that once he was in the ground, I'd file the paperwork because I don't need people, you know, in his later years pestering him because his son's falling away and being a heathen. Mm. So I just kept my name on record for all these years. You know. We know it's funny. We're all grown-ass adults, but we all care what our parents think. On well, some yeah, level and to some do. point, you care you about what your parents think. And, and you want their acceptance. Mm -hmm. and And you don't want them to get hassled. That's the thing, is that you know that the, the first person they contact is is yep. the living relative. I know because Sue went through this. Uh, she filed her paperwork some years ago, and they contacted her sister right away. Are you aware? You know, and, and, and the sister calls panicked, you know, what's going on? I, <laughs> she's like, you know, I've been this way, you know. I <laughs> Are you smoking the devil's lettuce now? What's going on? <laughs> I remember when there was a brief period when we were first married where we thought about having kids, just briefly. I mean, the first car that we bought together she insisted that the seats be leather because if we have kids it's easy to clean up you know now it's not an issue uh but uh, there was there was a time and, and her sister would question her uh well how are you going to raise kids without uh, r religion 
And she goes, well, it's easy. You just be a good example. Mm-hmm. You know, you teach them right <laughs> from wrong. Fancy and, that. And don't use fear to keep them in line. Spend Sunday know? in the garden. Fear of, yeah, fear of, uh, you know, you're going to go to hell. That that big fear, you know, the, the what happens to you when you die thing, you know. I've always said if if you need someone else to tell you or or if you're if you only are good because you're afraid of a bad consequence you're not a good person. Yeah. You're a good you're a bad person who's afraid of the consequences and that is not the same thing. Mhm. You're only doing it because of, of fear of right of my- mythical death, you know. <laughs> so how, punishment. You're an atheist, right? Yes. So how how'd you get to that point because that's a that's a Big jump, but it's not. It was. It was. It was the post-cancer carry. I was very pre-cancer carry was an asshole. You know, he uh, (laughs) he. You know, had a horrible temper. uh, Was just you know mean. I'll say it. I was mean for a lot of a lot of years, and then the cancer happens to you, and that changes you. When they come to you and say uh, you could die, you tend to rethink things. You don't get mad in traffic anymore. You know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you 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 assess the situation quickly and go there's nothing I can do about this. Getting angry is not going to help. Honking the horn is not going to, you know, all of these people in front of me are are not going to go, "Huh?" Oh, okay. It, it just doesn't work that way. We didn't think of that. Maybe we should just go. You know, Thank you, Horn. It, it just doesn't work this way. You know, being mad at people at public gatherings because they're doing something. I mean, you know, you can ask them politely, stop standing up in front of me, but you realize no, we're at a show. People are going to stand up. You know, you pick your battles. You and and I told my wife, I I'll give you two good fights a year, make it worth my while. Um, <laughs> and, and I'm still that way. You know, it seems to work out, right? Yeah, exactly. You just uh, but you you learn uh, once that happened. But as I'm lying on the hospital in the in the hospital, about to go under, because I'd had the the it was testicular cancer. In case you didn't know, uh, the first surgery was uh, they removed my left one. And I was young, you know, and, and dating at the time, so I thought I should put in a fake one. I wouldn't do that now, you know, uh, in relationships and that kind of thing. So I put in a fake one, and they're like, okay, we were lucky, because it was all the bad black juice that was the cancer uh, was encapsulated in, in this sack, this kind of an embryonic sack. So we were able to get that all out without it breaking. So that, that's huge. That's just huge. So, but we still want to go in and search and now remember, this is old. This is like seventies, eighties. No, no, right? no. This is this is a uh, nineties. Uh, but it was, oh, okay. the, but doing it, it was still not as. Oh, my scar right. would my scar would be so much nicer. Yeah, these it was days. super invasive. <laughs> it was invasive. What what they do is they slit you from what's this your sternum here or your mm-hmm. rib cage meets all the way down around Stand the belly sternum, button yeah. down to just above Mister Happy. <laughs> and what they would do is they would pry you open. They'd push everything inside you to one side, and then they would go up here in your shoulder area, and every about half inch, quarter inch, they would take a sample, and they would hand it to a runner who would then take it down to the lab. So they had this, you know, line of of people going, you know, OR, lab, OR, lab, back and forth, you know. So they would start up here, and they'd work all the way down to your upper thigh, taking samples every half inch. And going down and looking for cancer cells. Then they would push everything back to the other side and start over. <laughs> Everyone in the room just turned their head. <laughs> yeah. So that, that was what they had to do to, to look for it. And uh, so as I'm lying on the hospital bed, getting ready to go in, I'm in the hallway of the, you know, <laughs> about to go into the operating theater and I'm alone. 
And I looked up and I said, all right, big guy, this is it. Give me a sign. Give me something. And of course, nothing, you know. And so after that, I realized, yeah, it's bullshit. It's bullshit. And then Lee George Cade steps in and says, well, you know, let's, let's look around. <laughs> let's look around. And, 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 and so I took his word. And, and uh, then it was, uh, I, I, I explored uh, all kinds of religions. I looked at them all and studied them all. And every one of them along the line, there was just some bullshit there. You know, you could tell. It was, it was just bullshit, magical thinking. And then there was a time, I was telling you about the breakup, dating a Catholic girl. I nearly converted because that was the only way she would get married to me is if I was Catholic. I nearly converted. But that, en- that ended, and so I didn't have to worry about it. But I studied it <laughs> enough to go, that's some bullshit there. They're especially corrupt and bad, you know. <laughs> yeah, I know. I dated so, a Catholic uh, girl. So, yeah. <laughs> so there was that. And it was, it was after that breakup that Lee George Cade again, my Obi-Wan, appeared to me as I'm curled up in... <laughs> in a fetal position on my kitchen floor and said, come on, let's go look. And he helped me craft my then philosophy of life using Star Trek and, you know, admirable people that I admired, like, you know, Captain America and Captain Kirk and all those guys. And and he, he formed my philosophy there. And then after that, I realized I didn't need the mythical thinking, the magical thinking. I've got it all there. My moral compass has been with me since I was a kid. I just didn't see it. And it took this traumatic event to, to you know, kind of shake me up and go, it's, it, you know, the magic has been inside you all along kind of moment, you know. Um, and, 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 it's, and it's tough, especially here. I mean, you know, we're, we're the dominant paradigm. I know we don't see it as much because we are running with those people that are safe, you know. Um, like I talked about earlier, you would, you would find those alien types who step out and dare to declare, we're hanging with those people so we don't see them. It's still the dominant paradigm. I love the, the idea of this podcast as New Utah. we still got a long way to go. We've, well, yes, we do. We've, we've, got to, we've got to vote out the theocracy. We've got to, we've got to take it over and, and, and show these people. MrKSnow.com. Thank you. <laughs> and show these people that it's, you can be good without God. It's possible, and we are. Um, and it's it's. I probably won't see it in my lifetime. You know, you guys might, your children might, hopefully. But uh, you know, we we got to start somewhere. And I like to think that the radio show has kind of helped that along. I know that we've had a lot of people come out of their closet, so to speak, uh, in many ways. And they cite, you know, you made it okay for me. You know, you made it safe. You made me realize that there are people out there who think like we do. Although I'm not a devout and declared atheist on the air, strictly because of advertising reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it tends to scare some clients away if you linger on it, so I don't. It's just good business. Sorry. Yeah. Business is business. But I can talk about it here with friends. And, you know. Well, I mentioned that my daughter's gone to private school, and it's it's been a parochial school, so she was brought up Catholic, and she's a very proud atheist. Oh, good And for I'm her. very proud of her because she did. She, she thought it through. She made the decision herself. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She didn't let the fact that you know, my mom keeps saying, oh, come on, you know, you know, that there's someone higher. She just said, no, I, I don't need it. And I believe her to be a very good person. Mm-hmm. I, I am happy of the adult that she has grown up to be. I mean, there's a lot of people who have so-called very religious children 
who shouldn't be happy with who their children have grown to be. And I'm very proud of my daughter and, and she's respectful of people who believe she's still respectful of her grandparents or godparents and all of that stuff. But she's made her own decision. And you know, it it is people like Mm -hmm. you who are willing to say, I'm not a bad person and I'm atheist and it's okay. I've had a lot of people come up to me and it starts with questioning their current faith. They start there. I don't, head them right to the atheist door right away. I just I just ask them a simple question. You know, like I've been kind of thinking maybe this is bullshit. And I and I say, well let me ask you this question. Why are you whatever it is you are? Catholic, Mormon, whatever it is. And the answer is always the same and I say, doesn't that say something? They say, well I was born that way. I'm like, well so that's all you know. You were raised in that and that's all you know. I'd like you to meet some Muslim people. I'd like you to meet, you know, these people. And you'll see it at the end of the day, and traveling in Europe and the world was a real eye-opener, because you realize at the end of the day, we're all human beings. We all want the same thing, a place to stay and enough to eat and somewhere safe to walk down the street. That's been my mantra. And toys and video games. And toys and video games. That just make it better. <laughs> um, but they're, every, everybody is the same, and I've been lucky enough to travel the world and meet people. Uh, I've been to Russia, I've been to Moscow and St. Petersburg, and, and stayed in their homes and talked with them, and... And, and everybody wants the same thing. So let's do that. And, and you know, hey, if, if you're reli- terrific. If you're religious and it works for you, as John Lennon said, whatever gets you through the night, that's great. Just don't impose it on other people. That's the problem, is when you impose it on other people. I can tell you my secret is when I was young, uh, I was baptized into the Mormon church when I was 12. And I was young. I didn't have any idea what I was doing. Uh, and then, well, yeah, at, at, at eight or twelve, you know, eight is the is the year they usually. Yeah, you're making all kinds of great important right, decisions exactly. for the rest of your life, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, my grandmother was a practicing Buddhist, and I said, and I had I had kind of a falling out with the church. I was starting to talk about and think mm-hmm. about sex yeah. a lot, oh, a yeah. lot in my dreams. <laughs> and the response I got was like, "Look, you know, you can't you can't be doing that. You need to pray about this, and you know, you'll you'll have a revel- revel- revelation." And I'm like. I'm having orgasms in my in my dreams. <laughs> that's that's a revelation. That's a revelation to me, man. That this is some good stuff, and I need to tap into that as quick as possible. <laughs> so, and so, my grandmother was a Buddhist, and she said, "Well, n- there's none of that here. Why don't you try that?" And she'd been excommunicated from the Mormon Church for being a Buddhist. And I'm like, "Is that the back door? Is that how you get out?" Because <laughs> so I became a practicing Buddhist for about. Six months and that's great. It was it was bizarre because you just go in a room full of people and everyone's chanting "Nam Yoho Renge Kyo," you know. <laughs> it's, it's it's just drilled into my soul, and you pull out the cajones. And anyway, long story short, it was nice and it was some company and everything else, but it just felt like going through the motions for me. Like I'm, yeah. I don't need to go from one to the other. I just want to be me, and I decided that that meant that I would travel this other road, which was yeah. no road. Like I'm just I'm going out. Yeah, it, it's uh yeah. So that's it's it's been a, a, a long and 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 difficult journey, but I'm glad I made it. I'm glad I, you know, did that self examination because if if I if I would have stayed in Utah County, I can just imagine what I'd be like, you know. And and I and, and I I have people like that in my family, and they're terrific. But for me, it just that, that was not. I could tell early on this that, that is not the path for you. Something else, and and so anyway, there we go. Sorry. 
I get rambling. It would have broken your soul. May have. Be unhappy. I, you know, the, the, the depression would have kicked in early, but I wouldn't have known it's called depression. I just, I just would have thought, <laughs> I hate things! You know? <laughs> yeah. So you've been all over the world, uh, and obviously you were born and bred here in Utah. Mm-hmm. Do you love Utah? Would I do. You, would you leave it if it were no. not for work? No. I I mean, as of this moment, I have no reason to stay here, but I'm, I'm choosing to stay <laughs> here. No, that's I get that all the time. You know, people, people see my... Uh, uh, different points of view as complaining about Utah. And I'm like, look, I'm not, I'm, you can call it complaining all you'd like. And then they hit the, well, why don't you just leave? I'm like, no, I like it so much. I want to stay here and change it. And there make it you better. Go. I want to make it better, not just for me, but for everyone. All right. Cause, because as soon as we can, you know, stop, you know, the theocracy up there on the hill, well, a lot imposing, of people, imposing those laws, which are essentially religious laws. A lot of people are, rela- are raised in a particular religion, which is well known here in Utah. Yes. If you have an opinion that is not the same as everybody else, you're complaining. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not. No. I, no, I'm just no. voicing something different than yeah. what you want to hear. Different That's point it. of view, you know, it, it, plain and simple. And they see it as complaining, and why don't you leave? No, I'm staying. I'm staying, asshole. And I'm, I'm going <laughs> I'm I'm to make things different here. Oh, thank God for you. And, and, and not, you know, like I said, it probably won't happen in my lifetime, but it's, it's got to be your kids. You've got to teach your kids, you know, a, about this. Well, it takes those of us crazy people who want a change and are willing to say something and do something about it. That's what it takes. Mm-hmm. You can't just sit back and do nothing. What's the, what's, the bis- what's the biggest change you would make in Utah today if you could? Well, uh, we'd start with uh, uh, the biggest, if I could make any change? Yeah. I would uh, make it okay for politicians to point out to other politicians, you're not presenting anything based on science or truth. This is just the way that your church has taught you to, and there you're imposing it upon us. And, and the, the abortion debate is, is, is right up there, because I have had the lieutenant governor. I've had legislatures look me right in the eye when I have confronted them with facts. Say to my face, I'm against Planned Parenthood. Because of my beliefs. Beliefs, not facts. They've, they've looked me right in the eye and said that. And the second that you bring that book out, I can't have a discussion with you. Yeah. Because we're not talking about facts anymore. We're talking about magic. You can't convince you know? them of anything any more so than they are going to convince exactly. you. Exactly. So you're at a standstill. And that's when I stop yelling at traffic. I realize <laughs> that I'm not going to change this person. I have to remove this person. And so... That's why I say vote out the theocracy this November, especially here in Utah. Vote out the theocracy. We've got things are held up. Oh, the shit that I could tell you. Things are held up there just strictly because of magical thinking. And it's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I've also seen a lot of great progress up there. I mean, like this uh, medical marijuana bill. So close so it came. Close. And it would have passed. But you know that Brother W, you know... Mick Bishop Bishop Doug called you know, brother uh, somebody senator in. from the church office building called somebody called somebody and said what are you doing no we don't no 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 hell no and <laughs> well, that's it's and, and you know that happened because it was so close we're one of seven states left that doesn't have yeah. some form of medical marijuana and will be one of the final ones and I I think that we're going to get it within the next couple of years and the reason I say that is because this. S- <laughs> These group of people will glom onto any sort of magical cure. 
I oh, mean, I mean, look at the essential oils. Essential oils. <laughs> look at that. Uh, what was the Hawaiian water that they were selling? Oh, the coconut water. Yeah, there was there was all that, and <laughs> well, they're and, still selling. Lots and of it's it. huge business. <laughs> oh yeah, huge business in Utah County. This will take care of everything. I remember my dad calling me up once and says, "Yeah, the back's got a problem, but." You know, uh, uh, the wife has got this stuff, and she says it'll work. I'm like, Dad, no, no. <laughs> I believe a hundred years ago it was called snake oil. Exactly. <laughs> but right on the bottle. But snake here's the oil. but here's the thing about marijuana is that this time it's legit. This time it is from the ground and legit. It's not just you know. It definitely works. You know, Zango. It was Zango that, that she was <laughs> trying to get him to, to take. You know, one no in the fruits. morning, one at night, and you'll be fine. It's juice. It's fruit juice, Dad. Come on. It, that's all it is. It's fruit juice. It's crap and extremely juice. tasty it's, it's because it's just like this mishmash of like toe of elderberry and like what the shit. My friend Punk uh, may, used to make when he when he was more healthy used to make me custom action figures all the time, and he said to me, "What? Well, which one would you like?" And I said, "I'd like I'd like to create an action figure. I would like uh, Zango Fett." <laughs> and so well, I'll show you when we get done over here. He made me Zango Fett, and he's the great multi marketer of the galaxy. Oh, he, you know, awesome. <laughs> that's so awesome. Multi level marketer of the galaxy. He's the greatest. What uh, What is it that you love the most about Utah? Oh, we just got so much here. You know, it's just it, it's such an easygoing lifestyle. It really is. If you can, if you can find it. Um. I mean, you know, my job is here, obviously, and I love my job, but uh, it's it, it, people are starting to get very, very cool about being here. And uh, it, it, we're growing. Oh, our bar scene and restaurants, our restaurant scene is really starting to take off, too. That's very exciting for me. What's your, uh, what's your favorite restaurant in Salt Lake? Because I know you're a big foodie. Uh, well, uh, it, it, it depends on what I'm in the mood for. Um, uh, I got a friend of mine who opened up T27. And he's got all those going, and those are nice uh, tacos. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but my favorite thing in the world is this crappy little place over here on Fort Union. Lone Star. Lone Star. You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's Lone Star Taqueria. And they've got a broken down car out in mm-hmm. front. And uh, I, I've had fish tacos before, but that's where I had the best fish taco. And it's still the best fish taco. I tell everybody, go in there and get a fish taco combo. You'll be a happy boy. Or girl. Or girl. I had one. It was delicious. Yeah. Marie, Maria's <laughs> Plate is another great combination that they've got going in there just and, and i've been going there for i think 20 or more years now get there at least once a month but uh, and there's a place that just opened up downtown called current which is great seafood and then there was the place that used to be i forgot their name now it used to be uh oh. is it the one you were talking about on friday on the show confetti not confetti no um oh, i forgot the name never mind i'll I'll get I'll get to you later on that. <laughs> it will be in our show notes, podcast <laughs> listeners. Jess is good at the research. Yes. Is there anything that you want to talk about, Carrie, that you don't get a chance to talk about? I mean, you've got a couple great venues that you talk about things all the time. And see, that's just it. I, I keep getting told that I don't blog enough, but I'm like, I, I verbally do it every day. Yeah, exactly. You know, what I, what I had to say today was on the show or on, you know, the podcast or something. So I don't, I don't Facebook very well. I don't tweet very well because it's all out there. I, it, and, and I was told by a professional, you well, repeat that shit. On the on the stuff, and I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not going to repeat myself. I'll just, you know, only if I have an original thought will I go. I mostly retweet. I retweet a lot. Hey, 
I, I have to say, though, listening to our dialogue, which I'm enjoying immensely and being in such a cool place, which is, by the way, very conducive to having some fun conversation, I feel like I'm hearing stuff that I've never heard from you before. So hopefully, I mean, and, and maybe I just haven't heard the right interview, but I feel like this has been a lot of new stuff uh, to me. And, and this might be also a good avenue to say something like, you know what I've always wanted to say about those dicks? Go ahead. No, no, not me. You, me? I'm looking at you. Say something wants. about those dicks. And use the word "those dicks" because I want to like that. Terry's not a good fan of dicks. So. No, no, that's something that people are learning about me that I I shouldn't have shared. <laughs> you don't I, like dicks. I don't like full frontal male nudity in a movie. Oh, I call me. A, it's not prudish. It's I don't not, like it either. It's not prudish. I just. I, and and I realized the origin of that is that I was a Monty Python fan and went and saw <laughs> went and saw Life of Brian, you know, and that shocked you. And there's a part after he has sex with uh, what's her name, and then he's, he opens the door of the window and he's standing there naked, and then suddenly there's this crowd out there who's followed him there because he's the Messiah, you know. And uh, so he opens up the door, and there's Graham Chapman in all of his gl- glory. And remember, it was the '70s, a lot of pube. <laughs> and, and I just I never recovered from that <laughs> I never recovered from that and ever since then I've just been ew but watching porn's different though but see if I'm watching just a TV show or a movie and it happens I go ew it feels kind of gratuitous yeah but and I shouldn't say that because I know women have had this you know battle for years it oh, seems yeah. gratuitous women but you guys are awesome you know? <laughs> you're much better to look at yeah. clearly uh, but it's not uh, so much hair yeah get rid of the hair that's something I'd like to talk about you don't need it get rid of all that hair we don't live in a jungle we don't need that get clean that up down there <laughs> <laughs> I just need first. eyebrows and and head hair and I'm I'm good what was that Jeff I said you heard it here first yeah okay clean up. I, eyelashes clean that up. too I, I do like eyelashes oh yeah Oh, yeah, I don't think about eyelashes as hair, but yeah, technically. There's one last question we ask everyone that we have on the podcast. All right. What's one thing you would tell someone visiting Utah that they had to do before they left? That they had to do before they left? Yeah, that they had to or do, they, they had to would see. die. Like, what's <laughs> the one thing that they should do before they leave Utah? I would say find a very cool bar and talk to the locals. Because you'll find out that it's not what you think it is. I mean, if you're just visiting, you're coming here probably... For something outdoorsy, you know, you're, or something like that. Um, but uh, I would say, you know, go down to Bar X or go down to Whiskey Street or any one of those cool bars downtown and, and just hang out and strike up a conversation with a local, you know? If Burt's Tiki Lounge was still cool, I'd say do that. <laughs> <laughs> you can hang out with, you know... I, I've been to Burt's Tiki Lounge, and it's actually kind of a cool scene. You, like, I stopped going there after my bartender stopped working there. Shannon. I thought it closed. It didn't close. I thought it closed. It closed. It closed. Oh, okay. It I don't know closed. if it's open or not. I think but, it closed. But, uh, yeah, when Shannon stopped working there, I stopped going. There was no, Goodbye, you know, Burt's. I mean, they were all good guys down there, but, you know, I, I came there to hang out and shoot the shit with Shannon, so. Yeah, the place know. is a shithole. <laughs> good people, though. Yeah. Some really good people. Yeah. I've, I've, I've. Had great conversations. But isn't that, that how the best restaurants and bars start out? When people tell you about it, it's this shithole, <laughs> but it's amazing. Well, that's what I said for years about uh, Little World Chinese. Oh, and yeah. And then they got shut down with like 270 health code violations. Here's the thing about Little World is that uh, I go in and I get a certain menu. If I go in with my wife, it's Korean, but they don't know. I get a, a different menu. 
Oh, really? Is it a better yeah. menu? It's a better menu. We need to go in with Sue. Why you, am I not Asian? And, and I need to I yeah. need to talk her into giving me any purses. I think that we she's need to meet Sue. Take an Asian with you to Little World. To Little World, if, if they're still open. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't know that they've opened back up. But uh, you'll get a different menu. And and that's the menu you want. It's got all the adventurous stuff on there. Mm. I've learned so much today. <laughs> Josh, I thought you were half Korean. I am. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> so many things is Josh, Josh dreams go. about a lot of things. <laughs> well, Carrie, we uh we thank you for your time today. It's been uh, a really fun conversation. Thank you. I I hope I uh, I mean, you know, I mean the, the podcast is new Utah. I'm sorry. I kind of didn't I don't know if I helped with that or not. Absolutely did. But, Absolutely. Uh, your every word dripped well, New Utah. Most all of your experiences, I mean, you've, you've traveled out of the country, but most everything you've done in your life is here. Well, I'd like to think that, uh, I mean, not me personally, but, you know, I was involved with the alternative scene and I... I mean, I think we helped mainstream that. Oh, absolutely, especially uh, so in Utah. I'd like to think that we helped there. Um, and the show, as we talk, we're <laughs> everyone complains. It's like hey, you and your liberal ideas, and I'm like, any station, turn to any station, and you won't get it. Why are you here? I don't understand. Why yeah. are you here and complaining? This is the one place. Not even NPR is liberal anymore because they're afraid of getting their funding pulled. So, you know, I mean, we're we're the one on the air liberal voice. You are the bastion. You know, so, so don't complain to me about that. Go somewhere else. And you're still censored there. Like you're not as liberal on air oh, yeah. as you actually well, are. Even well, even without yeah. toned down you are, you still have uh disclaimers <laughs> coming up. I you want no secret about the disclaimer? I insisted on that. Because when we were owned by Mormons, <laughs> they would come to us and say, oh, man, I, I got shit in priesthood meeting today because of the show. <laughs> and and I went, you know what, Steve, I'm going to do this for you. And we created the disclaimer so that he can say, hey, yo, it's uh, none of my, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's not my doing. <laughs> so we did that. To, we did that for him. And then here's a little showbiz secret. It frightens people. Yeah. And I like frightening people that way <laughs> because they're like, oh, what is this? What is this? Because that's odd. You don't hear that on any other radio station. You know? and, and, and the reason I got the idea for it was Sean Hannity, believe it or not. When he does his show, he has a disclaimer because people would call the station and complain about Mr. Hannity. Because he's a jackass. Well, yeah, for obvious reasons. But uh, that, way, that was his way of letting the listeners know, yeah, I'm just on this station. Don't call and complain to them. Call and complain to me. And and so that's that's what I hope happens now. Uh, plus, I got Todd, who uh, is a, an excellent shield, because yeah. <laughs> he you know he admits every now and then, oh yeah, there's shit you don't know about. <laughs> and I'm not going to tell you. I'm not going to you know the, the emails and complaints I get. You don't know about any of them. And I'm like, thank you. I only know about the ones that come directly to me. But uh, anyway, so there's that. Did I help? Did I hurt anything? Anything you want? Anything you want to ask me? Can I ask a quick question? Yes. So you always play music in the back of Geek Show. Mm-hmm. And you have it playing for us now in mm-hmm. the back, mm-hmm. and we've talked about kind of having a little bit of music for these guys. How do you? I mean, it, it's is it a playlist? Is it a? Uh, this is a, this is just a shuffle. It's it's a combination of uh, ska and punk and uh, hip hop, uh, and it's just on a shuffle kind of a thing. 
I have music on when we do uh, anything in this studio because, and, and you'll notice I have background music going on the, on the radio show as right. well, mm-hmm. uh, simply because if you go to a party and it's quiet, conversation doesn't really... <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't have it parties without it. It doesn't happen that Hell naturally. No. Yeah, you're if, right. If yeah. you're having a, people over and you're talking and having you know just even drinks, you have music on. But if you don't have music on, it it doesn't. I mean, you can feel it, right? Yeah, you oh, can absolutely. feel it right now. So, but if you if you have the music on, you're immediately you're relaxed, and especially when it's the Ramones. Especially when it's the Ramones. Yes. <laughs> hey. Oh, let's, let's go. go. <laughs> there we are. Let's go. Okay, no, no, don't ruin the song. Oh, damn. What? <laughs> no, Josh, don't ruin the song. All right, anyway. But that's just a little, a little uh, secret that I, I haven't shared with people until the past few years because, you know. Yeah. It's a good secret, and I hope our pod administrator is taking some serious notes here, pod administrator. Hey, I suggested that, and you guys tried it, and you vetoed me because you, you didn't do it right. What? And, and when it was in your office, your very first podcast in your echoey office. With that blue snowball this, mic. This must have been a different pod person or alternate dimension. I do not recall. <laughs> Again, any. Josh does not remember me. He forgets that I exist. Who could forget you, Bree? Uh, apparently you. No one. <laughs> Anybody else have anything? Any Anything. Ask me. Do it. Nothing? Anybody? Come on, Jess. I know you have something. You want to ask me something, don't you? I do. I just want to... Did your dad know the scope of your celebrity here in Utah and the difference that you're making for people? I don't think he knew about the difference that I was making. Um, in his last, in the last ten years, he he didn't get to listen to the show that much because of the woman that he was married to, and because uh, she's very conservative and uh, politically. And just as I got him to where he was like. Out of all of the people that he hung out with, he was the progressive liberal, which is saying a lot. Uh, just when I got him to that point, then mom dies and he marries this person. Oh, no. And I've had to talk him off the ledge multiple times uh, about things. I remember a conversation I had with, with both of them uh, in, in the car. And she, his wife, asked me, this was at the beginnings of Obamacare. And uh, she was she was legitimately terrified of the death panels. Remember the death panels? It was all over talk radio, all over Fox News about how these these groups are going to decide who lives and who dies, and do you want that? We all know that's bullshit, but but people like her believed it because that's what they were told by a, a person who's on the television. He must know, you know. And so she asked me about the death panels. I, I explained to her that they did not exist. I, I presented her facts and everything. And she goes, I just don't believe that. And I said, well, tell you what, let me just say this. As a member of the liberal media elite, I will be called upon to be on these death panels. (laughs) And I will just say this to you. When you are presented in front of me, I will spare your life. How about that? Does that make you feel better? <laughs> she just she our relationship was never the same after that. <laughs> will you have any kind of a relationship with her now? I don't think so. I don't think she wants it, honestly. But that's another story. But as far as my, my occasionally people would come up to my dad and at the bowling alley or whatever, and he they would say, uh, "Listen to your boy on the radio," or if if I'm on the TV, that's when it would really happen. They just reran my person to person with uh, Shauna Lake recently. And uh, it was 
all this week. Saw you on the TV. <laughs> you still doing the radio? I said, yeah, that's what we were talking about on the TV. If you'd have <laughs> listened to the TV. But, but it was all, that's Jack's boy right there, isn't it? I think that's Jack's boy, isn't it? They didn't listen. You know, just, yes, I've been doing radio, still doing radio. You're still doing the radio. It's hard when Shauna Lake's on there not to just look at her face and listen to the story. <laughs> Shauna and I go way back. So I'm sure. We, we dated very briefly. Whoa. Very briefly. Just. Will you spare my life when you're on the death panel, please? I don't know. Josh, you're dead. Let's hear the, let's hear the argument. Have you seen yourself? Uh, what you, what's wrong with you? Zero argument to save me. You, you have four pugs. Oh, and yeah. Carrie is a huge yes, animal lover. You would leave four pugs. Yes. yes. Fatherless. Oh. Okay, I'm, you're spared. I'm in the clear. You're in the clear. Thank you. I'll put you all in the clear. Don't <laughs> worry. As a member of the liberal media elite. Woot. Woohoo. our Cadillacs and jets that we fly around in, and I get, this, I get the marching orders every morning from the liberal media elite headquarters. Here's what you're supposed to promote today. <laughs> Is it in Morse code or something? It's in a secret liberal code. Do you have a, a ring, a decoder ring? Yes, it's a Paisley ring. A Paisley I've learned ring. so much today. <laughs> <laughs> I get Eat a f- your, drink your Ovaltine, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, but I don't think Dad really is aware. And, and there's a story there, too. Um, Dad didn't really quite grasp what I do. I mean, he got the radio part, but everything else around it, he didn't really understand it. I mean, you know, he, he didn't have running water in his home until he was, you know, eight or ten. Uh, so that's just the kind of, you know, hard, he was just a hardworking guy. He understood hard work. That's that's what he got. And so he didn't understand how I could make money sitting in a room talking. That was, you know, he saw Frazier and he gets that's what Kerry does. So he understands that. everything else around it, though, is different. He didn't understand podcast. He didn't understand me doing voice work. Uh, he didn't understand all this other stuff, Comic-Con, that sort of thing. So I called him up one day and, and I said, Dad, I'm forming a production company. And he says, uh, OK, what, what, are you, what are you producing? I said, well, just it'll, it'll be it'll be the thing that I operate, you know, for tax reasons and all that to operate my stuff that I do outside of the radio station, you know, the voice work and that sort of thing. I explained to it, laid him out and and he just kind of this silence on the other end of the phone, you know, okay, all right. I said, well, I was calling you to ask you if I could use your name in the name of the production company. He goes, well, what what, what do you want to use my name? I said, I want to call it Jack's Boy. I want to call it Jack's Boy Productions. This is what I got. Oh, <laughs> that was him. That was him saying, "I don't understand a goddamn thing you're saying." But uh, okay, sure, yeah. I'm <laughs> is it okay if I call it Jack's boy? Yeah, I suppose. All right, that was it. You know, if 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 it was Jack's boy construction, he would have got it, and he would have been very proud. You know, hey, how about that? Uh, but but because he didn't quite grasp what the company did, he uh, I think he was proud, but he didn't understand it enough to say, my boy named a construction company after. <laughs> yeah. You should have a podcast about farm life. I could. To the farmers of the <laughs> I world. I could. I would, I, would, I, would, I would do a broadcast for these urban farmers. For, these, for these, Jeremy. Well, you're, you're on a farm proper, though. I'm talking about people who live in neighborhoods. Like our neighbor that has a chicken coop next to our yes, house. Yes, that would be the first bit of counseling I would get. I'd say, do you know how much eggs are in the store? 
do you know how much money you're going to be spending just to get eggs? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense, and you have to clean up the shit. You know they shit. Except you know for that. that that just ran out onto our property, and so then they had we had a trail <laughs> oh, yeah, of dead, the coop dead like lawn. twice a year and yeah. right into our lawn. Right into the yard. Yeah, see? Urban chicken farmers, stop it. Good for corn, though. Eggs right? are, Corn's you know, you can, you can get eggs for like a buck and a half a dozen. Yeah. You know, more if you want the cage-free, that's great. Go with the omega-3 or whatever it is. But it's just so omega much. Three. Trust me. Gathering eggs? I have scars still from when the chickens <laughs> would, would peck at you because you had to get in there. And, and they, you know, oh, chickens are the worst. <laughs> Awful animals. <laughs> Well, and even though your dad didn't recognize it, you work hard. I mean, you do a lot of prep for Radio from Hell. Oh, and yeah. you do a lot of prep for Geek Show. And you do a lot of prep for Comic-Con and Fanex. And you I, have to pay a lot of attention to yeah, what is going on everywhere. I'm, I prep the second I get off the air. I start. Just living my life as prep, actually, as well. I, there, there are times when Sue will reach over and smack me across the forehead and say, stop working on the show, because <laughs> you'll know that I'm thinking. I'm not allowed to listen to the radio when we travel, because I'll, you know, we'll rent a car in Southern California, and I'll want to listen to what, you know, what people are doing, and I'm not allowed, because I'm working. You're, you down, here, you're down here on vacation. <laughs> stop working, because, you know, just... So I, I have to go on news blackout as well. That's the other thing. She doesn't allow me to read news while we're on vacation. It's, it's media blackout. So one of these days, you're going to go on vacation somewhere remote, like the Dominican Republic. Go on news blackout for a week, and that's when the apocalypse is That'll be happen. the week. Come <laughs> back to zombies. Is there a good bar in this place? <laughs> <laughs> then I'm going. <laughs> Last time I was in the Dominican, that's all I did was drink. So. And we're, cigars. <laughs> Because yeah, we were talking about camping just recently, and I'm like, I, I wonder if I still got one in me. I don't know. Uh, is there a good bar in the forest? <laughs> my favorite, if you bring it with you. Yeah. My favorite camping's at a beach on an all-inclusive resort. That's his outdoors. We, we, were, talking, we were in Mexico. The, the fucking time hop on Facebook. I hate it and love it at the same time <laughs> because they were, there was a place in Mexico that we went to about four years ago, I want to say. Yeah. It was this great resort where... They had uh, the, you know, the sea turtles, mm -hmm. and they had eggs on the beach, and you could see them you know, because the turtles would come up and bury them. And then there was a ceremony that we got to be a part of where we got to take the sea turtles out of the, out of the, sh out of the you know, eggs they had hatched and release them into the ocean. And it was, it was this wonderful thing where we all lined up, and this uh, guy said some wonderful words and says, all right, release your turtle. So, you know, it was about as big as a 50-cent piece, and it's flapping, you know, this <laughs> flapping thing, and it's just adorable. And I set it down, and, and mine started to go toward the ocean and then went, oh, wait, and, and started to come back. And they're, they're telling you, don't. You cannot interfere. You have to let it happen. So he turned back a bit, and then he went, oh, okay, the ocean. So he goes to the ocean. And it was just such a wonderful, beautiful moment. And, and then I was talking to the guy afterward, and I said, that was really, really nice. Uh, but tell me the truth. What's going to happen to the little guy? <laughs> and he says, well, first of all, about 75% of them are dead. You know, <laughs> let's just start there. The rest of them, if they're not eaten by something, you know, then they'll make it. You know? But yeah, those, those, of all of those, you know, we released like 15 or 20. He says, yeah, yeah, three of them. <laughs> three of them will make it. And I went, oh, 
yeah, life sucks. I'm going to go to the bar <laughs> and enjoy being here on the beach and not think about my dead turtle. <laughs> Maybe yours was one of the ones I that hope, survived. Yeah, I, yours yours was a trooper. He made it. I hope that little Cecil made it. <laughs> I hope Cecil is alive. He looked back at you, got that encouragement, and lived a very long, turtley life. You can do this, buddy. You got this. Right. Anyway. He was heading back for the bar himself. He's like, oh, "There's the, this beach. What? The, Where's the bar? They're so cute." Oh. <laughs> anyway, anything else? Anything? Anything? Anything I can help you with? <laughs> <laughs> I dug deep into my into my bottomless chasm of questions. Well, then I need another drink. Oh yes, give me another. <laughs> give me another hit of yours. It's good stuff. Oh, you guys, you got. I got some great tequila. You guys need to try before you go. You you should have seen. Whenever I go to the convention, is it that Roca Patron? Yes, it's I have three or four different flasks and like different, just a and a bunch of cigars, and I just deal them out the entire time. Mm. And there's nothing like being on a panel with a cigar in your hand. You can use it to emphatically gesture. At Isn't things. it great? It's so good. I I love I love having that. And a drink in my hand for some reason. Mm-hmm. Agreed. When when you're having conversations, to have that glass in it makes your hand. you look smarter. Are you sure we're not related? I think we might be. We might be. Let's let, we'll talk. <laughs> Could be. I do like how you were moderating panels this year when you were out and down and around and. It's something I've been trying to get all the other moderators to at least try. I really liked it because it's hard up on a table to be the traffic cop and and. Well, you end up it. getting the. Number one, number two, number three, number four, number one, number two, number mm-hmm. three, number four, and I think it helps too for the moderator to actually be able to moderate the panel and not act like a panelist mm-hmm. to be separated like that. I think so too. Yeah, um, I mean the moderator does need to bring something to the table, but he should not dominate. He should yeah. moderate. See that? See what I did? Ah. <laughs> a little bit of a lesson yeah. for you. A little lesson. There uh, need to be classes on how to moderate panels because it's it's really hard. It's it's not easy. We, I couldn't do it. We uh, we recorded an instructional video. It was me and Brian Young, and we see it very differently. His style versus my style, we see it very differently. I'm I'm not saying that his is wrong. I'm just saying mine is better. <laughs> <laughs> Superior. Brian knows I'm teasing him. Um, but uh, yeah, that's. I think you need to be down with the people, and and you can you can see that guest number three perked up. You know, and and I'll instruct them before we start. I say, give me give me a sign that you want to interject something. Don't just jump in. Yeah. You know, be calling on me constantly. Yeah, just you, know, <laughs> you can see that you know they'll they'll have their they'll have their finger up, and I'll go okay, yeah, so and so's got got a point he wants to make. You know, well, and I think that's something that I've watched you do because I've watched you film. Radio from Hell, or film, record Radio from Hell several times, and you literally direct traffic when you say oh, yeah. that. There are hand signals mm-hmm. and and gestures and that you guys have down that they know, okay, this is what's happening, this is what's going down. And those are more recent, actually. I uh, it, It's been the past six or seven years that I've had to do that because, it, it, well, things changed in the industry how ratings are done. And so it's more important to be on time. Those commercials have to be in a certain place in order for us to get maximum effect with the new rating system. It's electronic. And uh, because I've got to have you for so many minutes in that quarter hour. Otherwise, I don't get credit. If you listen for three minutes and go away in that quarter hour, I don't get credit. I have to have you for, let's see, what is it, like six minutes, I believe. At least six minutes in that. So that's why the commercials have to be placed at certain places. For some reason, they carved it up into quarter hours. Which so you, that's why you'll see commercials happen 
uh, just before 15 after, and at about 43 in the hour, you'll see it, because they, they want to spread them out across those two quarter hours, or those four quarter hours, so that you can get more people here. You know, I'm... I'm that, I'm doing this visually, and it doesn't help the podcast at all. That, is, that <laughs> explains why when I try to change a station when there's commercials. Everybody's playing Everyone's commercials at the same time, because time, we're yeah. all trying to maximize the amount for the electronic uh, rating system to get credit. It's a it's a whole thing. It's, it's a whole other world. It's it's not just sitting in a room, sticking your finger in your nose, and watching money come out. You know, it just doesn't, <laughs> it just doesn't happen. I thought your job was super easy, Carrie. I yes. would be doing that every day. <laughs> I, have, I love my nose. I have relatives who think that it's that easy. Oh, you know, sure. I sit I sit and stick my finger finger up my nose and money falls out of my ass. They think that's how we do it. I'm like, no, if you only knew how difficult it really is. Okay, I have another question then. Okay, go. Without being able to, because I know you can't, you don't want to say anything super, super bad, but prep-wise, percentage-wise, Carrie, Bill, Gina? Uh, Bill, probably more because he does news. Okay. Um, uh, uh, I would say he, he, he has to physically bring a pile of news every morning. So there's that. Uh, the the prep that I do is is more, you know, the technical that technical shit, and then uh, finding a way to uh, to present it. Uh, it's the presentation that is that is my responsibility. Um, you know, deciding, you know, how we how long we do news, for example, uh, or you know, let's do our movie reviews on Thursday because you know there are reasons for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I prefer I shouldn't even say this because. My enemies. <laughs> Most morning shows, if they have a film critic, they do it on Friday. My argument is, is that you're not thinking like a listener. He's made his plans already. Mm-hmm. But if he hears it on Thursday and he hasn't made plans, most of us really, we finalize our plans on Thursday for the weekend. So there's your option. There's your movie review. Um, so that's why I do it on Thursday. And it's harder for the film critic because they usually haven't seen all the films by then. But we've been lucky. Can, can you bring back Dingo Boy? Dingo Boy is, uh, is, is a strange thing um, because, because uh, that was uh, Adam Carolla and those guys put those together. And then the, they, they just sent him and said, you can run them. <laughs> okay, yeah, awesome. Uh, so I ran them and they, they were all Adam Carolla. And that was where the Chuck Heston disaster movies came from. A guy who did this great Chuck Heston impression sent him to the station. Run them, go. Uh, so, I loved those. So we ran those. I love and, Dingo Boy. But here's what we found out about sketches. Dated myself, though. Because we, you remember Space Elders. Uh-huh. I would spend all day working on Space Elders. So i get the script from a friend of mine, then I'd rewrite it because I had to add jokes. <laughs> and uh, we, so we'd punch it up. And then I was such a persnickety son of a bitch, I had to have the right sound effects. If we're doing a Darth Vader Death Star sketch, I need the sound of the Death Star. And it was harder to get back then. So I would essentially wind up just recording shit on my home unit and bringing it in. But I wanted the right phaser sound. I needed this sound for Captain Kirk. And I, so I had to get those things. And so it would take forever to get those proper sounds for whatever it was I was doing. And I would spend hours, tr- multi-tracks, sound effects, editing, and all that. We'd play them the next day. And I'd go, Yes! And then after the show, it was, you know that part where Gina talked about her dog? That was great, wasn't it? <laughs> but people are still talking about them, what, 15 years later? But that, that, was, that, was, that was the thing, though, is that I, I no would... No one's sp- talking about Gina's dead dog. I would spend all that time with those sketches, though, and the ratings were okay. 
we dropped the sketches and got more personal talking about our lives. The ratings go up. Ratings went up. And I went, I wasted all that time in those. I mean, you know, they're fond memories. Go back and listen to them. They're terrible. They're not that good. <laughs> Space Elders does not hold up. None of those sketches really hold up. They're not Chuck funny. Chuck Heston totally holds up. Chuck does, yes. Uh, but but he won't soon because people forget. <laughs> people are forgetting who he is. Right. Um, but they're not funny. They're too long. Uh, I'm, I'm glad you have a fond, I say this to everybody. I'm glad you have a fond memory about Space Elders, but really... Do you get tired of talking about it? No, no, not even. Uh, just I, I just tell you what I would tell anybody about those fond memories of a show you have. Go back and watch it again. Oh, I love Knight Rider. Go back and watch it again. <laughs> oh, yeah. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Kit, not so good. Trust me. You, you, we've got great TV now. Trust me. <laughs> you go L. Ray Network. They show those all night yes. long. <laughs> I love that channel. God, I love that channel. It's so cool. I love that their station voice is that... Is that guy from the Grindhouse trailer? Yeah. You know? Tonight on El Ray. You know, I just love that. I just love that. Anyway. Anything else? Are you a natural morning person or if no. you No, not at all. Not at all. I, I'm not kidding when I say I want to be doing the show from three in the afternoon to seven PM. I've been getting up to do mornings since eighty five, eighty six, around in there. I still can't get up early. I just, I mean, I physically I can do it, but I just, I'm just not there. You still don't wake up that early on a Saturday or a Sunday? I, I slept in this morning. It was wonderful. <laughs> oh, it was, it was awesome. Actually, the only reason that I got out of bed is because y'all were coming. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> you know, you didn't have to actually put on real clothes. Pajamas would have been just fine. I, I thought, thought about it. A smoking jacket would have been awesome oh, as hell. Yes. I do you thought, think, yeah, I do thought you think radio that. from hell would survive in an afternoon drive? Because Mick and Ellen have switched back and forth and... Well, first back of all, and forth and back and forth. First of all, <laughs> why they're still on the air with the ratings that they have, That's, I don't know. Yeah. Are they? They are low rated. They were and one I'm of like, the very first stations I ever interned for. And I'm like, why are they still? On? I don't understand why they're still on the air. Interesting. Uh, because their ratings are so low. Uh, I think we would because, and again, it's just thinking like the people who use the radio. There are more of you between three and seven available to use the radio. Mm-hmm. Most people don't get up until seven thirty. So that's half, almost half the show. I've lost you. I don't have you. More, it, it, I read statistics about you know people having access to a radio at a certain time because of their lifestyle, and it's three to seven. That should be the star spot, but for some reason it's not. This business decided that the mornings is the star spot, and uh, I think that it should be in the afternoon. I think we'd do fine in the afternoon, but Gina won't let it. I have a confession. The only terrestrial radio I listen to is you guys, and as soon as you're over... I I have satellite radio and that's what I'm listening to yeah. from three to seven is satellite radio and and that's and I I, I take that as a compliment because I'm competing with the Howard Stearns of the world then and and I'm winning so I, I thank you sure. thank you so much for yeah that. every day uh, blow it out your ass Howard so, hey um, about three years ago you did a couple podcasts that you talked about um, ratings and how streaming is unaccounted for is that still the case three years later uh, they're working on it they're working on it right now. The physical, actual, your grandma's radio is what I need. So I need to bring my clock radio to work and I have mine. for that four hours. <laughs> I have my clock radio Because I usually, well, since streaming is not working At right the time now. of this recording, yes, our streaming is down. It may not be back for a few weeks because of a legal issue. But uh, yeah, I'll, I'll explain it off. It's 
best that it's not out there. Just know that we're working on it, and <laughs> we know we need it, and, and it's coming. It just, but it's, 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 a, it's a little more reliable now, so we, we have our clock radio at home, and we have it, I have it on at work. I don't always, I can't always actually hear, but I figure, eh, we can sit on for the 10 hours I'm at work, and they get credit that uh, I was... Sort well, of and, listening. and and I tell people that when you when you leave your house, you should leave the radio on, because I've talked. I know a lot of ne'er do wells. I know people who are not nice people, <laughs> and they tell me the same thing: is that we won't break into a house if we can hear something on inside, because we don't want to run into you. We just want to get your shit and leave. We don't want to mm-hmm. encounter you. Mm-hmm. So if we, you know, have a dog, or if you hear the TV on. That's the best burglar alarm you can have is to leave the TV on when you, you know, your mom always told, turn the TV off. No, it's the best burglar alarm you can have leaving the TV on because they don't want to encounter you. Skullduggerers. Yeah. What do you leave on for Ripley? Uh, Ripley, uh, she, she likes NPR. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm raising a little hippie, a little, a little liberal. Uh, but I, I leave the TV on when we, when we leave. And, you know, so you never know. Plus, remember, I have a shotgun, Okay. And you know how to use it. Is there a theft problem up here in your No. <laughs> no. I'm very lucky that way. It's a very I, seedy know. neighborhood. Yeah. Very lucky that way. Oh, you should see the faces when Jay shows up. It's it's oh, hilarious. Then it well, keep peering through the window. Honestly, for a lot of your neighbors, that is probably the only black person they've ever seen. Yeah, probably. probably. <laughs> <laughs> Who's that? Who's that? Hmm, I don't know. <laughs> Anything else? You're you're Jeremy, you're Jeremy looks like he so wants to say something. Yeah, you're, you're gesturing like it, you got something. Because so. that's Carrie's, that's Carrie's that's, gesture. That's how I know. <laughs> he's like, I got something. I keep I looking at I think he just wants to karate like, chop something. That's why I say you're going to call person. on me all day because I got the hand. So <laughs> the hedge thing. trimmer incident. When, when you're using electric hedge trimmers, don't cut your finger. Hmm. Well, I don't have that problem because I don't own any hedge trimmers. Do you have hedges? I do have hedges. I also have a crazy Greek who runs it for me, so he takes go. care of it. Trimming the hedges. <laughs> That's what you need, a crazy Greek. Hedges. I give you his number. Well, yeah. Jeremy's, Jeremy's a green architect, and so he tries to keep his house very green, and so he does the urban farming, and he does it all himself. He builds his own That's very cool. And he you should see it. builds Furniture. his own railing, and he floors his own cool. flooring, and he... His wife paints I, their cabinets. I, and much <laughs> respect, seriously. I, I wish I could do all those things. My dad tried to teach me. I just wouldn't pay attention. So, <laughs> Do you still eat beef? I do. Just I do. I, uh, well, we raised cattle, right. uh, beef cattle, uh, all those years. And uh, it, I don't know if you have time. A uh, story uh, about that. I had at my access all my life some of the finest meat available. Organic, you know, it's it, you're paying at Whole Foods top dollar for what I was raised on, right? And I didn't like steak. I just didn't like steak. And and then I I go out to interview at a station out in Roosevelt, and they said, let's let's take you to take you to lunch. We'll go to this place called the Cow Palace. It's a great steak place. I went, oh, I just don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So I sat down. I said, we're going to get you the special. We're going to get you the ribeye. We're going to get you the special. Don't worry about it. Trust us on this. And it was the greatest piece of meat I had ever had. And I figured out it's because my mom was a terrible cook. <laughs> she would pan fry the steak till it was gray. Through. And, and I, after having the steak, I come home and, and, and mom is making a steak for dad. And I said, what are you doing to this? Why don't you? And she goes, well, that's why your dad likes it. Dad, 
sticks his head up and goes, when did I ever say that? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and from then that point on, it was different. And But I had moved out. And so I, anyway, that's a whole. So what's your favorite cut? Uh, ribeye. And are you Bone medium in. rare eater then? Yes. Perfect. Yes. We should eat steak Charcoal. together. We should all have steak. Charcoal. Oh my gosh. Steak. Porterhouse. I, the second favorite next door ribeye is a good porterhouse. That's a good Because one. the tenderloin is so effing I huge. like oh. weird cuts like skirt steak and really? flat iron. Oh yeah. Really? Absolutely. Oh, okay. When Bill talked about it the other day for his first time, I was like, oh. and London broil. Those are the well, best on the grill. I like like mm. the, the skirt steak and the flat iron for fajitas and stuff. That mm-hmm. makes great. Cuts yeah. for fajitas, but yeah. for just a plain steak, if you're just throwing a slab down, you know, ribeye, New York strip. I actually like the strip side bone in. You gotta have bone in. Gotta yeah. have bone in. Or you can just get a T-bone and you have it all. It was, a, it was another thing. These farmers uh, being, you know, raising all this beef cattle, and uh, they would they would you know take take their cows to uh, uh, the butcher, Circle V down Spanish Fork back in the day, and. Uh, They'd get their meat and and they'd say, "I, it's it's just okay. It's just it's it's got a lot of fat." <laughs> and they would trim away the fat. Oh, they were trimming <laughs> away the fat. And I'm, you guys just don't. You, you're raising this, but you don't know how to make it. You don't know how to cook it. You know, that's where the flavor lives. That's where it hangs out. Yes, and makes little baby flavors. Exactly. Oh, you want it? You want a nice fatty kind of cut? Anyway, sorry. Mm, I'm passionate else? about steak too. Yeah. So yes. Neat. Yes. Wonderful. Had a great go down to Schneider's and have them pick you a good bone-in ribeye. Mm. Mm. Wonderful thing. Anyway, anything else? Well, let's, I think uh, that's. I think that's it. For that good? Let's drink. All right. Oh yeah. <laughs> Woohoo! And cigars. And drinking. Ooh, hit some. Well, that'll do it for this week's episode of the New Utah Podcast. I hope you enjoyed our interview with Kerry Jackson. Uh, it was certainly a pleasure for us to be able to sit down and talk with him for, for some time. We will post that entire interview up later this week uh, so that you can listen for your enjoyment. Again, don't forget uh, the Utah Halloween Expo is going on October 14th through the 16th at the Southtown Expo Center. Use the promo code THENEWUTAH all together to get 35% off of your passes for that show. Uh, Hope you enjoyed things. You can always reach out and talk to us uh, on our Facebook page, The New Utah Podcast, on Twitter at TNU Podcast. And uh, go ahead and go out to iTunes or Stitcher and and leave a review on the podcast if you like what you're listening to. It really helps us out. Uh, We want to get the word out. This show is about Utah and, and all things Utah and what you might enjoy here. So... Hope you enjoyed, and uh, get the fuck out of my house.